Welcome back to Killer Fun. This is Christy. I'm Jackie. And we're so glad you're back with us today. We are going to play a fun game of Forbidden Island. It is by the same people who did Pandemic. So game plan is kind of similar. Thank goodness. Yeah. Because I need it to be similar. Yeah. <laughs> I realize I'm really bad at learning how to play games these days. And I don't know whether it's because I'm getting older. Or you just have a uh, lot going on in your life right so. now. Yeah. I, I, I maybe totally so. understand that. But these, these instructions, they look like Greek. Oh, well, you know, that's yeah. fine. I've played a couple rounds. See, you so can it's, help uh, me. Yeah, well, you know, it's fun. I think we'll enjoy it. So, but before we do that, because the, like the whole game, kind of the idea is you're trying to rescue treasure off of this island before it sinks into the water and is lost forever we want to rescue these antiquities basically if we had been able to get to atlantis before it sunk yes that's that's that yes yes atlantis so i thought it would be fun to talk about hidden treasures and like stuff that you might might be in a place that you wouldn't expect it to be or was hidden somewhere and like people are trying to find it so i thought that would be kind of fun like like she dropped it in the ocean at the end. Oh, Find yeah, like treasure. a Titanic. Oh, oh, that would have been a good one. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't uh, do any kind of research on the heart of the ocean inspiration. That was. But, I was. Well, I was mad when she did that. Well, yeah, because like big gorgeous jewel. Yeah, where I, the fishes are gonna like. Oh, pretty. I wonder if that's something to eat. Because <laughs> like dumb. you selfish old woman. Yeah. Like, you just no. dropped their inheritance into the ocean. Like, yeah. I'm just too practical for that. Yeah, well, me you too. Know. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't understand, like, why people want to be buried with their expensive baseball card collection <laughs> or, you know, how selfish to, like, be buried with it. Yeah, that's that's something that could serve the world. You put it together. You, you kept it. You were a steward of it. Yeah. Give it back. Give it back to the world. But what treasure did you find? Okay, so a few. These are mostly things that were hidden with the idea that someone would find them. Ooh. Yes. So there's La Chouette d'Or. It's French, so I don't know if I'm saying that right. It's the golden owl hidden in France. The golden owl? Yes, which I did not know there was such a thing. In April of 1993, a gentleman who went by the pseudonym Max Valentin hid a golden owl in the French countryside and offered a million francs to whoever could find it. And he posted these like 11 clues so that people could like go and find it. And no one's found it. No one's found it? No one's found it since 1993. No one's found it. And he said someone has come close that this person went out to the area where it is supposedly hidden and it was disturbed close to it, but no one's found it yet. How big is this owl? Your guess is as good as mine. I think not huge, not very large. I, in my mind right now, I'm like, Airbnb has places in France. (laughs) You're like, I'm on it. That's (laughs) so interesting. You want to, you want to have to go that far. Uh, I'll get, I'll get to those in a minute. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, this is is a thing. Yeah. Oh, this is a thing. I mean, like, I know about geocaching. Okay. Okay, This but is like geocaching on steroids. You can't see my face right now, but my face She's is like, so excited. Oh, Jackie is ready to, like, jump on Expedia and book a plane ticket. I mean, <laughs> I'll take 
I'm going to take a picture of the, and then we'll post it later. <laughs> She's very excited about this. Okay, so you don't need to go all the way to France. Okay, but I do but like owls. It, when you find another treasure somewhere. And I get a million francs. Yeah. And then you, I can go search for the owl. Yeah. So, and then there's Lake Guatavita and the legend of El Dorado. So long before Spanish conquistadors went to Central America, what is now Colombia had a leader of the Musica tribe. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I know. It sounds... I don't mean to laugh. That's not nice of me. Well, but, I mean, it sounds like Mucinex. Uh, <laughs> it does. <laughs> it's like the stuffed up nasal tribe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe. And maybe that's why the leader covered himself in gold dust and would swim in Lake Guatavita and throw gold into the lake as an offering to the gods. Oh. Yeah. And apparently this is like really true because back in 1536, somebody was swimming in this lake and found gold stuff. Like, I don't know exactly what it was, coins or cups or something but like something that not like just like a hunk of gold okay that, like not like a gold bar not like a gold nugget that you might find in a okay. it was like a an object made of gold okay okay so of course that started people going kind of crazy and they <laughs> they tried to uh lower the level of this lake in 1545 with gourds I'm sorry? Yeah, like they used gourds to try and scoop water out of this lake to lower the level so that they could find the gold, (laughs) which seems a little ridiculous, but it actually helped. They were able, with enough people, to get the water level down enough that they found some gold. No, they were literally able to lower the level of this lake. I'm thinking there may have been some slavery involved. I mean, there must have been. Uh, Yeah. That just seems like a preposterous Yes, with gourds. With gourds. In 1545. I mean, you just stand there forever, just... Well, and maybe they had ingenious contraptions. How cool would that be? I'm thinking, like, you know, gourds attached to rope with a big wheel that you turn and it I'm, oh, um, maybe I don't know but maybe not I don't know but they but they were able to lower it a little bit and they actually found some gold wow yeah so they have since then they keep trying to drain the lake which I'm like why would you want to why don't you swim down there but I guess it's been banned you can't eat the Colombian government won't even let you swim in this lake anymore oh yeah The last time that they had a big endeavor to drain the lake was 1911. And they were actually able to get all the water out of the lake. Really? Yes. But because gold is heavy, it sunk into the mud. And before they could get out to where all this was, it took them a long time to drain it. So before they could get all the way out to where the gold would probably be, it all dried and made this really hard crust that they couldn't get through. And then, of course, it rained and filled it back up. And How big is this lake? I, I don't know. This is That's an excellent question. Because big enough to have a lot of gold in it, but not big enough that you can't drain it in 1911? So That's a fair answer. That actually does provide a parameter for me. Yeah, okay. So well, that was good. Um, thank you. 
Yeah. I just don't understand. Well, okay. I'm going to have to sit with that one. Okay. Because I, I almost feel like... I mean, I know you did the research, but I feel like this is a, a, an urban There's, legend. Well, okay. So, and a lot of these are thought to be like the owl may not really be there. Yeah. There's some others that people are unsure of whether it actually exists. Like, do we know but, for sure that this this person literally threw gold objects into the lake or is it well that we have the story because somebody found some gold objects i don't know oh that's an excellent question that's one that's one that this one didn't go into that's so interesting yeah i'll see if i can do a little yeah a little more and if i can find something i'll i'll post it online oh, to see if we perfect. can find a little bit more but he was um el rey dorado the golden king who <laughs> supposedly threw all this stuff into the lake and i guess enough gold stuff that's man-made has been recovered that there's some truth they believe to this though Swimming in this lake has been banned, but in 2002, there's only one ranger with a shotgun guarding this lake. Oh. So I don't know if that means that they don't really think that it's true or that they've already pulled up the gold and we nobody knows about it. Who knows? Interesting. Well, it is interesting. In 1981, an author by the name of Byron Prius, P-R-E-I-S-S, wrote a book called The Secret. Ooh. Okay. And it has nothing to do with the self-help book that came out in 2006 and the movie that came out in 2007. Yeah, that's the book that has the cover with the little... It's got like a seal on it. Yeah. Yeah. So Um, not that book. Not that book. Okay. This came out in 1981, long, long before that. They have nothing to do with one another. And so Byron had read or had some sort of connection knowledge of a book called Masquerade by Kit Williams that came out in 1979. Okay. And to promote that book, they offered this golden rabbit figurine type thing to any reader who could decipher its location from clues within the text. Now that sounds fun. Yeah, fun, right? Yeah. So old Byron decided he's going to take it one step further and he's going to hide 12 treasures around the United States. Oh. Yes. Pretty cool, right? So he figured it would be no big deal within a few months of the book coming out. This was a good way to drum up press for his fantasy book, The Secret. Mm -hmm. And he thought within a few months they would all be found. And it was not until a year later that... Some teenagers found the first treasure. So I guess the treasures are, um, I'm not exactly sure. It's like a clear cube with this ceramic cask inside of it. And it has a clue. And I don't think it's, it's not anything particularly valuable. Okay. But it has to do with the book. That's what it was promotion for the book. Gotcha. Okay. So it wasn't until some teenagers found it found the first one in Chicago's Grant Park. And it was like a year after the book came out. It was 1982. And he had expected all of these to be found within a few months of the book being released. I have so many questions. (laughs) Okay, keep going. Okay. It kind of gets to be a thing. People are trying to find this 
trying to figure out these clues. They're not having a great time with it. It's not until 2004 that the next one is discovered. No! Yes! Okay, well, I have to ask one of my questions now. Okay. So did these kids find it by happenstance, or did they find it because they were looking for it? I think they were looking for it. Okay. My my understanding is that everybody, well, there's only been two found. I know. Out of 12, there's only been two found. And they were both people who were looking for it. So basically, this author is going to be dead by the time this promotion works. How old is this author? (laughs) We'll get there in a minute. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. So um, a gentleman by the name of Brian Zinn found the second cask in Cleveland in 2004. And the clue had mentioned something about Socrates and Pintar and Apelles. They were all etched into a pylon in the Cleveland Cultural Gardens. So we found it. Very cool. Then in 2005, at the age of 52, Byron dies in a car accident. I'm a horrible person. (laughs) You're not a horrible person. It just happened. It was such an (laughs) ill-timed thought. (laughs) Sorry. You're not a horrible person. It's It's a legitimate question. He released the book in 1981, and in 2004, only the second one has been discovered. And, you know, now we have the internet, you know, of trying to, of people trying to figure this stuff out together. So where is it at now? Has anybody else found anything? Uh, I don't believe so. (laughs) They've got a whole online community that's looking for it. Everybody posts, like, freely for, here's my theory. They just want the treasures found. So did, okay, uh-huh. let me ask, I don't like to speak ill of the dead, but um, was was the author smarter than he thought or dumber than he thought? Um, because he either yes. wrote the <laughs> Because he either wrote the clues to be so hard and he thought everybody else was as smart as he was, or he was so bad at writing that the clues made no sense. Um, maybe a little of both. <laughs> Okay. Because some have been found. And they believe that there is another one in Milwaukee. Okay. And they've got, they go through in this article about how all the different clues that suggest that there is another cask in Milwaukee. They've narrowed it down to this space. And, oh, see, here's a little picture. Oh, yeah, I see that. We're going to have to post that. Yeah, I'll post this whole article. And there's some, like, photos of it and it's yeah. weird looking it is weird looking it's like a pep like a clear resin with the cask inside i feel like i feel like who would think of doing that that's what i feel like i don't know but that's so interesting i mean i would like to well, find and one like you know how fun is that what a, a fun hobby it's yeah. a treasure hunting hobby it's like it's like geocaching it's like but, geocaching but like with higher stakes. So, obviously, this was before geocaching. Yes. So, I wonder how these kinds of stories played a role in in creating mm. geocaching. Ooh, I bet that's I bet that's an excellent question. Very interesting to think about. I'm sure they had a part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think geocaching very much came about like as like a like a scouting sort of thing. It's how you follow clues or how you follow a map. It's mm-hmm. a, you know, it's educational sorts of things. So we have a geocaching team. Yeah. My family does. Oh, fun. Mm-hmm. fun. We're super moose. Super moose. 
Nice. That's it was fun. a lot of fun. Yeah. We haven't done it in a while. Yeah. Um, but we used to go out and do it and um, we found was... quite a few. Did you? Yeah, okay. we did. And uh, we we hid a couple too. Oh, so, well, that's um, cool. Yeah. Okay. So they believe there's one in Milwaukee in Lake Park. But the problem is that even with things like parks, it changes over time. It does. So how does the... Well, and I they think that that's why it's been so hard to locate these because they were hidden in places and where he expected them to be found in a matter of months. And then when they weren't found, either because his clues were not good or because his clues were too difficult, that, you know, there's a lot of changes. So they're talking about like this particular one, Lake Park, has transformed a lot. They've rerouted paths. There's been ravines and statues that have been restored or moved. The ecology has changed a lot. They used to have a lot of elm trees in this park, and then they had an insect infestation. And so now those trees are not there. There's different trees in those positions. And one of the verses refers to a young birch because these are all almost always poems, the clues. Oh, so in the, yeah. So one of the verses refers to a young birch. Well, of course it's not a young tree anymore. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. So it definitely, you know, in all of this, it could have been destroyed or moved It's a challenge. So a gentleman by the name of Kevin Haley works in the parks department of Milwaukee. And he's really irritated by all of this because (laughs) people keep coming and digging around in the park (laughs) and they're not supposed to. He's irritated that it was ever put there in the first place because he did not get a permit he didn't, you know, because he didn't want anybody to know. He didn't want to have it as part of the public record. So we did it all sneaky, hiding this stuff all over the United States. So how many again? There's 12. Two have been found. They believe a third is in this lake park in Milwaukee. How large are these things? Because I couldn't tell by the picture. Um, I, I don't think tiny, but not big. Maybe smaller than a bread box. Do we, do people know what bread boxes are anymore? I, I don't think I so. I don't think so. Like um, maybe my impression, larger than a two pop-up toaster. Okay. A two slice pop-up toaster, but smaller than a toaster oven. Okay, so like a four slicer, yeah, maybe. That, that, that yeah, I think that's the general that's size. That's the general size. I, I would agree. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, you say that, and I, I do remember in the picture there. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I think it's like. Well, the, you know what? The commenters, they can they can look at the picture, and they can all guess the sizes. That's right. And, then, and there's no price for that and, except bragging rights. And right. So when you go and you find it. You dig in the dead of night in Milwaukee because Kevin Haley isn't giving you an entry permit so that you can dig. Because <laughs> you're supposed to get a permit. Um, and he has said he would grant permits to people if they could give him a definitive place as to where they were going to dig because they thought it was there. But he hasn't seen good evidence that anybody knows exactly where they should be digging. Because he would really like it for it to be found so that they could st- <laughs> they could stop having people come in and dig in the dead of night for something that's really not worth very much. Well, why doesn't he find it? He should go I find it. I think he cares. <laughs> I really don't. 
If you were, if all twelve casts were to be found, there there is a prize. Oh, there are some gems. I don't think they're particularly valuable gems, but they're valuable because there's such a large community that would like to find them. <laughs> and after his death, the publishing house that he'd originally published The Secret with went bankrupt, and evidently. They were hoping that in the bankruptcy proceedings that the actual locations of the remaining casks would become available and somehow those were lost. But his wife, his uh, widow, is still living. She still has the gems and she has them in her possession. Her name is Sandy Mendelssohn and she said that if somebody finds the remaining casks, she will hand over the gems. But she doesn't know where they are. I, I guess not. But wait, if one person finds one cask and another another, and etc., uh, I what, don't know how only they just, the person who finds the last one? I, maybe. I this, don't know. You know what? This might be why it didn't work. Yeah, because there were too many. The clues were too incomprehensible. The prize doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and who's supposed to get it? Well, and and as know. a promotion, I mean, I get it. It's not really a promotion, though. It's a publicity stunt, and that needs promotion in a, of itself. And so right. I feel like, aw. Yeah. Aw. <laughs> aw. They tried. Aww. They really tried. <laughs> they tried. I feel like we say that a lot about people in this show. Yeah. We say, oh, they they tried. They tried. Bless they really their heart. <laughs> <laughs> the, the southern backhanded compliment. Bless your heart. So India has a great amount of poverty and also some of the most fabulous temples in all of the world. Right. There's a huge disparity in that part of the world. And there is the richest temple in the world. I'm going to try and say this correctly. Shri Padman Abheswami. Okay. 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 There we um, go. Can I be grateful I speak English? Yes. Okay. You can. That's not mean. Uh, no. <laughs> I can be great. If you can be grateful that you speak English, and I can be grateful that I speak English as a first language because I think it would be really difficult to learn it as a second language because it doesn't make a lot of sense. Every rule has an exception and it's frustrating. Yeah, no, English is a big pain. I don't yeah. really know how it became the world's language, but on the other hand, I can never remember the um, the male-female yes. vocabulary in the romantic either. languages. Which, I just can't remember. And I don't understand why we have to gender everything. I don't know what that was about either. I don't, I don't understand. And it's not like you can guess right. If no. I think something should be masculine, it's usually... That has a phallic shape to it. It should be masculine, but it's not because, nope, who knows why? No, I I don't get it. So that's really hard. But I have to say that um, some of these other languages, like what you just tried Uh to pronounce. Yeah. Also um, challenging. Well, and I think it's not, I think it's maybe not really so challenging that the words are just really long. Oh, maybe. Maybe I think it's, you know, if you just like, sound it out you can get it right but it's really long Hmm. and if you're not used to reading it it's a challenge anyway so this is the richest temple in the world it is dedicated to the lord vishnu and it's got a number of like chambers in it that were like sealed up and stuff and they were vault a and vault b and 
They're like a bunch of secret vaults. They've opened six. Or the six that they've opened thus far have had about $22 billion worth of treasure in them. Like golden idols, golden elephants, idols wearing 18-foot-long diamond necklaces, bags of gold, ceremonial costumes, a 66-pound solid gold coconut shell with rubies and emeralds encrusted in it, like bananas that they would hide. Why do you put all this stuff in the vault? Like, let's get it out there and let it be used and... Well, where did they acquire uh, such things? I'm going to go back to slavery again. I'm, I'm thinking there's a reason why there's such disparate wealth. And it's because a few had a whole lot of it and most people didn't have very much at all. They, wow, I'm, I'm really stuck on this yeah. thing. You know, is this, is this indicative of... of ancient kind of materials? Uh, I I think so. I think that that's a lot of it. They had found Chamber B is is what they called it. And there were two vaults within this chamber. So they started at Vault B and tried to get in. And there's like keys and stuff that they had found to open doors. So they opened two sets of doors and got to a third door made of iron that had no way of opening it. What? Yeah. So they are like, we don't know what's in there. and We don't know how to get into it. So let's go back to Vault A. So they went back and there was like this big, huge stone tablet. After they'd gotten through the first sets of doors, just like they'd done with Vault B, they were able to get through the doors for Vault A. Mm -hmm. And they found this like big slab on the floor and they were able to move it and lift it up and get into a small room that was underneath this gigantic slab that they were finally able to move. And it took a bunch of men a while to move it. And it was very, very dark. And there was a whole bunch of gems and things in it. And it had been down there so long, I thought this was really cool, that first of all, to go down there, they had to pump oxygen down into this room down in the ground To make sure that the people wouldn't suffocate because it had been sealed up for so long that there wasn't oxygen left in it. What? Yeah. But they'd also, a lot of it had been stored in like wooden boxes and the wooden boxes had disintegrated. And so it was just piles of like gold coins and jewelry and things on the floor. Which I'm like, that makes so much sense. Now I understand why when you're watching Aladdin... And he goes into the cave of mysteries. Why it's piles of gold? Because it used to be in boxes that disintegrated. Oh, it was like a huge light bulb. (laughs) Like that's why you always see them in big piles. I know. I I have my light bulb. I know. I know. I'm like. I feel like I had heard all of this stuff, and I always wondered. Yeah. Why? Why in piles? Who does? Who thinks that yeah, they're all just? Who's like? I have so many gold coins. Let me just go dump them on the floor. Yeah. No, that's not. Yeah. Ha- that's not why. It's not a dump them on the floor situation. It's a we put them in there in boxes and then the box is disintegrated. The box is disintegrated because somebody never went back for it. I don't know why you wouldn't go back for the gold, but that, okay. I think that's what bothers me about these is I don't understand why things like this exist. Right. Agreed. Agreed. I, d- I don't understand either. So they're, they believe <laughs> that 
Vault B may have as much as a trillion dollars worth of treasure into it. Oh my gosh. Uh Uh-huh. That they don't know how to get to. And so they have these like um, astrologers who are in India and they think that they can't open the door because they need to do some kind of mantra chanting outside the door to appease the gods or the spirits or whatever in in order for the door to open and that there's nobody with the expertise. I mean, I I feel like they need to rent a John Deere green. (laughs) You know what I mean? But it's in this beautiful, huge temple with antiquity that they don't want to damage that either. I get it. For a trillion dollars worth of stuff, we can fix the antiquity. I mean, right? But whatever. Whatever. I don't, I, well, it's a different culture that I don't really understand, but I thought it was fascinating. And my favorite part of the whole thing was that boxes disintegrated because I never thought of it before. That is absolutely fascinating. Yeah. I understand that they don't want to do some kind of deconstruction of, of the whole area. On the other uh-huh. hand, I feel like this is 2018. We ought to have a way to remove an iron door. But... You know, I, mean, I don't understand the situation because I don't think I've ever been in a location that has chambers of treasure. No, well, no, me this either. is not something people in our side of the pond understand. Well, and you know, we're a young country. Yeah, you know, so and National Treasure the movie isn't real. <laughs> no, so it's not. We have no reference. You know, you have to go across the pond to where all the history is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we don't have very many buildings that are more than 300 years old here. Right. Right. I did live in one. Well, not 300 years old. It felt like it. When I lived in Boston, Uh our house was built in 1868. Oh, wow. And it was a horsehair plaster on the walls. Whoa, that's so cool. Um, Do you ever wonder what's in the walls? Well, I almost found out because... Um, what was over the horsehair plaster was some fantastic wallpaper from another decade mm-hmm. that I decided I didn't want anymore. And I started to peel that sucker off and there goes the wall. Like yeah. the horsehair plaster is like crumbling in my hands and there's hair flying everywhere. And I'm like, no, put it back, put it back. <laughs> and so, um, no, we yeah. paper over this wallpaper because evidently that's what's holding up the walls. It was holding up the walls. We were able to get it off other areas, but there was also an old, uh, chimney. From the wood-burning stove that was the original kitchen, right? Um, And I got curious, and I opened it, and I found lots and lots of dust. Okay. And ash. Okay. That's it. Oh, thank goodness. I was waiting for the next thing. Dead body? Yeah, or the, you know, rat skeletons or something. (laughs) I I think that would have made it worth it. (laughs) Um, No, instead I made the mistake of opening this thing and, like, just ash from centuries past came flying down into my home. And I was like, well, that was kind of... ash was from? You know, (laughs) anticlimactic. Oh, that's too bad. You know. But it was a really neat... I felt like it was a Lego house because you could tell there was, like, this original little Uh building and then they... They added here mm-hmm. and they added there and then they changed oh, where the front cool. door was and put it uh-huh. in the new place and then they added oh. plumbing so they expanded again and it was a very fun, fun little place but the but the cold air would come right through the walls. Yeah, because all there was between you and the outside was horsehair. Yeah. Horsehair on wallpaper. Yes. Nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ugly wallpaper. It was ugly. <laughs> it was and foiled. 
Really? It was that shiny foil. Ooh, see, um, I think I would like that, but maybe not this kind. Not this one. Uh-huh. Um, Might, but it like also wasn't in good yeah, condition. condition. So you could tell that it was foil, but it had no shine. Oh, it had no of its luster. No, that's sad. What a that's shame. Okay. Yeah. What a shame. What a shame. All right. And then this one's probably the closest one to home, which is, um, it was man named Forrest Fenn, and he self-published a memoir called The Thrill of of the Chase. The Thrill of the Chase. He grew up in Temple, Texas, but now lives in New Mexico. He had been in the Air Force for quite a a while and uh, retired in 1970. And he'd always had an interest in uh, Native American artifacts since he was a kid. Because he grew up in Temple, he would like go and look for arrowheads and stuff because you can find a lot of that in Texas. I can remember finding arrowheads like were just around when I was a kid. I haven't seen one like out in the wild, so to speak. (laughs) (laughs) In a long time, but I can remember... That like you as used a kid, to find them. yeah, you would occasionally like find one like on a playground somewhere or something, That's like so cool. just so random, like just out there, and everybody just thought it was a rock, and you pick it up and you realize it's an arrowhead. So he decided he was going to make himself into an art and antiquities dealer, and then in 1988, at the age of 58, he was diagnosed with kidney cancer. He was ill and not expected to live. And so he had done chemotherapy and tried to have surgery. And they said, you only have a 20% chance of surviving the next three years. And he decided um, his father had also become very ill and committed suicide. And Forrest Fenn said he thought that was brave and that he wanted to do something similar. You know, to kind of go out on his own terms. Okay, okay. And so, because he'd amassed all this wealth being an art and antiquities dealer, he wanted to do something exciting. So, he was decided he was going to fill a treasure chest with golden jewels and hide it in a place in the Rocky Mountains that would be near and dear to him, but challenging for people to find. And so... He put a poem in his book. I'll read that in a minute. Well, long story short is he recovered. He didn't die, even though he had this very slim chance. And he had been homebound for a long time because he was trying to, you know, get better and did get better. And so he didn't end up hiding it right away. He waited a while. And in 2010, he finally decided he was going to go ahead and do this, where he took this box full of treasure and was going to go hide it. So at this point, though, he hadn't published. I don't think so. I think he published the book after he hid it. Okay. Yeah. And so um, some of the treasures inside, it's a 10 by 10 inch bronze treasure chest. And it's filled with emeralds, rubies, diamonds, gold coins, two gold nuggets from Alaska that are the size of chicken eggs, an old Navajo bracelet with 22 prehistoric turquoise discs inlaid in silver. So a fairly impressive treasure. It's so ironic because, I mean, all of that is on my list. 
Oh, of things that you would like to have? Of things I need. Uh, oh, yes. uh, yeah. Now that's on my list. Gold like, nuggets you know, the size of chicken eggs? Yeah, yeah. Like I have my, you know, grocery list, but then I have my, I need this from the world list. And yeah. that's everything. Yeah. Oh. So, um, I think well, that was hidden for me. It, it, maybe it was. <laughs> so <laughs> he wrote a poem. It's 24 lines long. As I have gone alone in there and with my treasures bold, I can keep my secret where and hint of riches new and old. Begin it where warm waters halt and take it in the canyon down. Not far, but too far to walk. Put in below the home of Brown. From there, it's no place for the meek. The end is ever drawing nigh. There'll be no paddle up your creek, just heavy loads and water high. If you've been wise and found the blaze, look quickly down your quest to cease. But tarry scant with marvel gaze, just take the chest and go in peace. So why is it that I must go and leave my trove for all to seek? The answers I already know, I've done it tired, and now I'm weak. So hear me all and listen good, your effort will be worth the cold. If you are brave and in the wood, I give you title to the gold. It's like incomprehensible. I don't know how anybody is like finding stuff. Evidently, the first four clues have been solved successfully. He has confirmed this. Oh, oh, oh. Well, that's yes. an interesting turn of events. Yes. And so he he did print just a thousand copies of his memoir to start with and put it in um, an independent bookstore called Collected Works in Santa Fe. And then a magazine called Hemispheres ran a story about it. And it got picked up by the Today Show. And so a whole bunch more copies of his 150-page memoir got printed. Now, that's how you run a promotion. That's how you run a promotion, man. (laughs) You hide one thing. Not well. (laughs) You make it almost incomprehensible. But, you know, now we have the power of the internet. So there's lots and lots of people who are trying to find this. A number of people have died. At least four. What? Have died looking for his treasure. Died? Well, I mean, I guess he did warn us. Yeah, he did. He did, he did in, the, in there. He said, not for the meek. Mm-hmm. Yes. But some people cl- say the validity is suspect because he was 80 when he did this. Whoa. It was 2010. He's 88 years old now. This article is from July of 2018. I mean, I guess he could have hired somebody. Well, he said he did it himself, that he took the box itself out first and then went back and got the treasure because it was too heavy to carry it all at once and went back out to the place and filled the treasure chest and buried it or whatever he did and he has said somebody has gotten within 250 feet of the place but people are still not sure if he actually did this well i mean in the poem he says but terry scant with marvel gaze so like just get in get out yeah i don't know man i don't know if he actually does this but so are the clues posted? The ones that have been solved? I'm sure they are. I'm sure they have been. There's a whole whole social media sites. 
I know Jackie's Jackie's got the face like I'm, I don't, do you want to go hiking though? I love hiking. Oh, okay. I love hiking. Okay. I used to be really good at it. Yeah, well, <laughs> then we get older and it stinks. Yeah. <laughs> um Wow, I I have to say I am intrigued. But you know who's really good at hiking is my husband. Your husband is really good at hiking. If I put that on my honey-do list, um, do you think he'd go find me my emeralds? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. See, you've just planned your next family vacation. This is you Just intriguing. make sure you don't die. Well, you know, he's so. in Colorado right now. Oh, oh, he's not that far. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe we need to send this to him. <laughs> <laughs> so when somebody asked Forrest Fenn about the people who have died looking for his treasure, I think that what they're trying to get at is if you really didn't hide a treasure, maybe Please you stop. should you should tell people. This is what he said. If I called off the search, what would I say to the 350,000 people who have had wonderful experiences hiking in the mountains with no ill effects except a few mosquito bites? An average of 12 people die a year at the Grand Canyon. There is a risk to nearly everything we do. Well, I have to say I'm a little on his side here. I'm on his side because, well, maybe the point is they died, but that's because they didn't... Because they lived. They died, <laughs> they died because they lived. They we're seeking something. <laughs> it's not where I was going. Okay, sorry. Where were you going? But that's so funny. We got a that's a hashtag. <laughs> they right died there. because they, they died lived. because they lived. <laughs> I feel like I'm seeing one of those posters from the nineties that was a inspirational poster. Oh. Remember those? Mm-hmm. You know, anyways. Yes. Um I was thinking um that well maybe they made it too hard. I mean may, I get that that they died. It's awful that they that they died, but obviously they weren't on the right track. Right. Yes. And well, so they got themselves into a predicament, and right. so I guess well, I kind of feel like, yeah, that's not really the author's fault. Well, this whole article, I believe it was in Wired, it talks about uh, one of the people who died, and he was a young man, and he may have been murdered what yes there's a possibility that they drowned him like the people he was with (gasps) yeah i'm not going to go into all that but i'll I'll give you the you can take this article home with you and i'll post this article on our social media so if anybody would like to read it's a little murdery it's a little it's a little murdery um it was over the treasure we oh don't my think gosh. so. Okay. So okay. there's a possibility. Well, maybe okay, it is the author's see, fault. here's the thing. Because there's the possibility it's been found and no one has told anybody. Well, I wouldn't tell anybody. No, I wouldn't either. If I found it, heck no, I don't want to pay income tax on it. No, I wouldn't tell anybody. Uh-uh. But I guess now I have to maybe change my opinion. Because if it has been found, it, the author should say it. Just yes. stop others. He claims that he... He goes or has someone go and check, which I'm like, okay, but you say you're the only one who knows. So how are you having somebody go? But people like follow him everywhere because they want to know where this treasure is. So like, I don't know how he knows that it's still there. Okay, but maybe I don't have an opinion anymore about this. I don't know what to think. I don't know what to think either, but I thought it was, it's fascinating 
That is fascinating. And I, you know, why people go and hide stuff, I don't understand the whole... I mean, I get it. The scavenger hunt is fun. A treasure hunt can be... But it's more fun when people can follow the clues and find it. Right. It's like when, you know, the kids are looking for Easter eggs. You know, the warmer, cooler. Right. Higher, lower. Mm -hmm. Yeah, whatever. You know, you want them to find it. Yeah, that's the fun, right? That's the fun. Um, unless you're sadistic and mean. Yes. <laughs> Which some people are. <laughs> Apparently. I just, wow. Yeah. The box is disintegrated. Yeah. And that's why there's piles of treasure. So if we learn nothing else from today, that's we've learned my that. Away. Yeah, that's, that's my favorite part. <laughs> I'm sorry that four people have died looking for Forrest Fenn's treasure. I, but my favorite I do part feel bad today, about that. Yeah. All right. So we're going to play Forbidden Island. Which I think is going to be kind of fun. So I'm not going to make you guys listen to us set up the game. But I haven't set it up because it's kind of a big board. We'll be back. Ooh, Cave of Shadows. Misty Marsh. Watchtower. All right. Now. These feel like um, Game of Thrones yeah. yes. names. Yes. Game of Thrones. Well, because Watchtower. Uh-huh. Golden Gate. Iron Gate. Yeah. Those are both different houses. Mm-hmm. And the Silver Gate. Yeah. There's different gates. I'm the messenger. Okay. okay. I'm the diver. All right. So we have special abilities. So if I have a flooded or missing tile, I can f- go through it. So if I'm... Oh. So if I was here and this one was free, I could go through that as one move instead of two or if this one was gone i could move that's my special ability mine is to give treasure cards to a player anywhere on the island for one action per card okay that's good so i'm the traitor yes i can yeah we don't have to be on the same tile for you to give me cards normally you'd have to be on the same tile for you to give me a card which we need right. cards in order to to actually to yeah. actually rescue the treasures. Okay. So now that we've done that, you get two cards. Okay. And I get two cards, and our flood is on uh, novice because we want to win. We're going to speak it into being. Okay. So we can flip these over and look at them. Okay. Oh. I got a Water's Rise card, and so did you. So hand me the Water's Rise card. We put those back to start off with. We do? Yes. Oh, is that really a rule? That's really a rule. (laughs) I thought you were helping us out. No, if you get Water's Rise cards to start with. You can put them. You have to put them back. You put them back. Well, I like this game already. Yeah, (laughs) me too. Ooh, I got a treasure card. Oh, okay, good. You got the same treasure card. Yes, okay. So we both have the Crystal of Fire we each have a crystal of fire card. We can only have five cards at a time. And how Please. many do you draw each turn? Two. Two. Okay. The first thing we do is three actions. Okay. So who goes first? I just You matter. go first. You want me to go first yeah. since I've played before? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to move to this one and then I'm going to shore up this one. So that's two actions. I'm going to move one more. So that's my three actions. Now I'm going to do the flood cards. So the gold. So do you draw your two treasure cards before your flood cards? Or does it not matter? Oh, no, it does. It does matter. Yes, it does matter. So now I have four cards, two different treasure cards, two helicopter lift cards. So like if somebody were to get stuck somewhere, like over here and these two sunk, 
they wouldn't be able to move anywhere. So you could use a helicopter lift card to move them. Somewhere. But don't you need a helicopter lift need... card to do your fool's landing? Yes. Okay. And once you're once you're done, yeah. When... And if fool's landing sinks entirely, the game's game over. over. Now I draw the two flood cards. All right, the gold gate. The Lost Lagoon. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Board. All right. So let me try. Okay. So th- up to three moves. Okay. So I'm going to take three actions. Mm-hmm. And so I think what I'm going to do, move to the Dunes of Deception. Uh-huh. Such a nice name. It is a good name. And then I'm going to shore up the Cave of Embers. Wise choice. Because... Uh-huh. Both of the treasure cards are flooded. Which right. Which means we yes. can't get that treasure unless we right. shore it up. Well, um, you can get it if you shore it up, but if it sinks, there's the Cave of Shadows and the Cave of Embers, which is where the Crystal of Fire resides. You can get it from either of those places, but if both of them sink, you've lost the... Before you get the... Both of them, if they're both flooded. No, you can get it if they're flooded. Okay. But you can't get it if they've sunk. sunk. Yeah. Okay, so I'm shoring it up to make sure it unsinks. It doesn't sink, yeah. Because the other one's flooded too. Right. So all that's right. an issue. Um, and yes. then I think the other thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to... Are you going to move or are you going to shore? Well, I think I'm going to move. Okay. I think I'm going to move to it. Okay. I'm, I'm going to shore it up and then I'm going to sit there sit for there. a while. You're going to sit there with it for yeah, a while? Yeah, I'm going to okay. sit there with that treasure. That's good. All right, so you, now you draw two treasure yep. cards. Okay. Oh, did you get a water's rise? I got a water's rise. Okay, that's all right. Okay, so I have a water's rise. So move the water level up one tick mark. Okay, we're still at only two. Shuffle the flood discard pile and place it on top of the flood draw pile. Uh huh. This is very similar to pandemic. Uh huh. But I liked pandemic. Yeah, I did too. So I'm gonna like this game. Yeah. It's a very similar sort of gameplay. Mm-hmm. And discard this card to the treasure card pile. Okay. Ooh. Which, uh, oh, no, don't oh, put discard. it on the bottom. Yeah, put it up. Oh, it's just a discard pile. It's not. just a discard okay, pile. Not, okay. And then when w- once we go through this whole deck of cards, we'll we shuffle, shuffle it and put it back. You've We've done our flood, or the waters rise. Mm-hmm. All right, and now, now we do the flood, flood cards. Yeah. The Lost Lagoon. All right, it's gone <gasps> because we didn't shore it up. Hi, oh, uh-huh. See, I had an opportunity there to do that, and I didn't. So I think lesson learned here Uh on on that. Yeah, shore up when you can. Shore up. Yeah, fair. Uh, Tidal Palace. Okay. Oh, no. We've lost a treasure. No, we didn't lose the treasure because there's another one. There's There's the Coral Palace. Why do I keep forgetting that? That's okay. Okay. That's okay. But now we only have that one opportunity to be able to get the ocean's chalice. So if you don't get a chalice, I mean a treasure. Uh Uh-huh. Then you've lost. You've lost. You've got to get all four treasures. There are way too many ways to die. (laughs) There's too many ways to die. I mean, a pandemic, it was like one virus and that's... Not your enemy, but this is like a multi-front kind of assault. Yes. Okay. It's after you. Now it's my turn. So I'm going to take my first two moves, first two actions. I'm going to shore up the two places that were turned, the Watchtower and the Gold Gate, which were both flooded. Solid choice shore there. them up, yeah. Yes. And then I'm going to move one, because that's what I can do. Yep. All right. So now I'm going to draw... Two cards. Oh no, waters rise. No, waters rise. That's no good. All right, so I move the 
Counter up one. We have to draw three flood cards. No, only two still. Oh, no, you're right. Three. Oh, darn it. But there's only two cards that I have to shuffle and put back on top. <laughs> well, that's good. I guess. Yeah, now we have to draw three. All right. And then, so I have five cards, which is my max, but two of them are helicopter lift cards. And three of them are treasures that don't match one another, which seems oh. frustrating. And now I have to draw three. So the title palace is already gone. Already gone. Yes. So, so we don't good. have to do anything. We don't have to do anything. Okay. So the Lost Lagoon. Oh, no, I like the Lagoon. The Lost Lagoon's also gone. Yeah. Which is okay. And then the Cave of Shadows are one of our places that we could get the Crystal of Fire gone. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> We're this not is, good at games. <laughs> you know, the truth is I'm really not, though, because, you know, I play Monopoly with the family, and I don't win, and I never pass go. Well, that's not fair, because your husband's like a shark at it. Well, he really is. But, I mean, I lose to my 10-year-old and 12-year-old. Oh, that's really. I mean, every told time. all the secrets. So. And it's so bad because I, I end up in jail and I don't pass go. Oh. And I'm like, I don't understand. Luck is really a thing. Because, I mean, I don't probably make great decisions either. (laughs) Well, not in Monopoly, maybe. But, you know. Well, yeah, maybe. (laughs) I would say generally you're a good decision maker in life. I try, except I didn't shore up when I could have. But you didn't know. It was a a learning opportunity. (laughs) Oh, waters rise. No. Dang it, but I got an earth stone. All right, so waters rise. Now we know there are three cards at the top of that deck that are cards that are gone. So they basically mean nothing. Okay, that's a fair point. Yeah. So that's fair. You know, it's not like you're just going to keep drawing them and they're just going to keep intensifying. Right. Okay. Exactly. Well, so with that said, uh huh. You have to draw your three cards. The Dunes of Deception. Oh. You just can't. You're always on the ones that are. I'm telling you, my luck is really bad. All right. You know what's funny? It's like I want to move quicker. Uh, I know, but we can't move any quicker. But, so. but you, you, it doesn't ta- it doesn't save you to draw the cards quicker. No. <laughs> but I kind of want to like hurry up, right? Because it's sinking. Because we're sinking, but it doesn't really matter. Isn't that funny how the game can create like a sense of tension that's not it, really there? It's not really there, but no. I'm like quick, 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 quick. It's sinking. But that doesn't help. Mm-mm. I'm going to move. Uh-huh. Then I'm going to take, so we put those take there. the treasure. Uh-huh. Excellent. My first move is to move to the Temple of the Sun. Then I'm going to cash in my four Earthstone cards and rescue us our second treasure. Yes! cards oh no no waters rise all right so we're still at three a flood card but we're dangerously close to four all right but you do have a sandbag it says shuffle the flood discard pile and place it on top but there isn't one well that's and then discard it so there we go okay Okay. so you have a sandbag i do i think i'm gonna use i feel like that might be a good good i'm gonna use that on fool's landing well we need to look at coral palace 
because oh. that's, we don't have a second option for that. So it needs to be short. Okay, up. it does, but but I, I can get there. I can do Fool's Landing. Okay, next, because okay. I can. I'm right. That's next fair. To it. All right. So the Coral Palace to start. That's a yeah. good good choice because you can shore up Fool's Landing. I can. Next one I can before we have to draw Correct. cards. Oh, except. You have to draw cards now. I have to draw cards now, so let's hope Fool's Landing's oh, not well, near the now top. That, is that not a good choice then? I, I don't know. Well, the title, it doesn't matter. Title, we'll figure it out. If we lose, we lose. That's all right. And now I draw two cards. Ooh, a helicopter left card. Ooh. Handy. And a water's rise card. Not handy. No, less, less handy. Man. Now we have to draw four. Yes, now we have to draw four. Four flood cards. But, okay, okay, but a lot of a lot of them are out. A, a lot, lot of them, them are out. A lot of them have sunk, and a lot of the ones that are flooded aren't anywhere that we have to be. Flooded. Like everywhere you are is where uh-huh. I have to flood. Uh-huh. <laughs> Temple of the Sun is already gone. The Tidal Palace, which oh, oh. no, is already gone. Tidal Palace is already Tidal gone. Tidal Palace is already yes. gone. I'm on the Coral Palace. Was that three or four? That was that was four. Waters rise. rise. Of course they do. Of course they do. <sighs> Tell the waters rise at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> A couple more of those and we're out. Oh, yeah, definitely. We're nearing the end, though, I think. We're either going to win or we're going to sink. Yes, I go to Dunes of Deception. I go to Coral Palace. I rescue the ocean's chalice. And Silvergate is flooded because I'm standing on it. Because you're standing on it. All right. So I have actions. My first action is to give you the... Statue of the Wind. Mm-hmm. And then All right, my please shore up second where we're standing. is to move to Fool's Landing. And my third is going to be to shore up Silver, Silver Gate. Okay. Well done. All right. There we go. Okay. Aw, oh, geez. Waters rise. Are you no, kidding? No, 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 no. All right. It's okay. It's okay. Now we have to draw five of them. Aww. Five. But we're so close. We're so close. We were so close when it came to. Mm-hmm. We were so close oh, the last when time. I'm pandemic, it was so close. But I really, we're gonna do it this time. We're gonna do it. We can do it. I believe in us. Action number one: uh-huh. move to Whispering Garden. Action number two: rescue the treasure. And we have all the treasures. Uh-huh. All right, and mm-hmm. action number three is to shore up Silver Gate. Yes. Alrighty, here All we right. go. Yeah. Two cards, um, a chalice which I do not need, and a water's rise, of course. But we're almost there. We're so close. So I'm going to draw two cards, which of course I got a water's rise, now which we means we lose. <laughs> That's how we lost Pandemic. That's how we lost Pandemic is on the very last one. So if you're keeping track at home, we stink at games. We lose. I don't know. I don't know how we could have prevented such a thing. I don't know that we could have. I think part of it's just luck. I mean, I feel like we were... We did as best we could. If you had just pulled this, this, we would have won. Yes. 
if I had pulled the next card, which was a treasure card that we didn't need, we would have won because we rescued all four treasures and then promptly drowned. I had one, two actions left. Uh, there we go. Well, that's that. We we lost. <sighs> well, it sure was fun, though. It was a really fun yeah, game. It's fun. It's not difficult. It is. I think difficult. there's a, there's more. Um, no, I was going to say there's more chance in this one, but I don't really think that there is. I think there is. I think it's just a little uh, less, feels like less high stakes. The world's not dying. Just the two of us are dying. Well, that's true. It's just the two of us that- who like sunk into the water after <laughs> we were greedy with our treasures. Good. Now somebody can go find it. That's right. That's right. Well, we didn't save the treasures of Atlantis, but they'll all be in one place. So hopefully (laughs) one day, one day. Well, thank you so much for spending your time with us today. Next time we are going to do, we're going to watch the show on Netflix. It's a Netflix original called I am a killer. We're not going to watch the first episode. We're going to watch the second episode because we are in San Antonio and the second episode called Killer in the Eyes of the Law is based on a story in San Antonio. So super close to home. Yeah. So, and it's supposedly it's fascinating. There's a Facebook group that I'm in that people are like, it's, this is so good. Oh my gosh. And like, they knew some of the people. I don't think I know any of the people in it, but like they knew like a prosecutor or something. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to watch it. I know that people have been saying the whole series is just pretty awesome. Yes. So yeah. And I think they're pretty insulary. There's only a few episodes four or five episodes. Right. It's one of those short series that's been pretty popular lately. Yeah. Well, it just came out and you know, true crime and murder is very hot right now. It seems weird to say murder is hot right now, but so Yeah. All right. Well, it was fun. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon. See you next time.